Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, ringing in another new year with Alice and Aletha. It's our, it's going to be our fifth year pretty soon of existence. Can you believe that? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think I've only been on for maybe three years at three this point. Three and a half, so something like that. Three and a half. Yeah, late 2019. Holy crap! But still, like five years total of the. I was going back through our backlog the other day. Because I was trying to see if there were shows that we've done or maybe something we could rehash or something like that. And I was like, dang, we've been talking about the sequel to Breath of the Wild for five years. Forever. Like, <laughs> I mean, like literally half. So it what? It was July or no, June, J- June or July of 2019 when that game was announced. So we're going mm-hmm. into 2023. So the podcast started in 2018. So for the majority of our tenure... Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild 2 slash Tears of the Kingdom has been a topic of discussion and speculation and, speculation and wonder and mystery. Definitely mystery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. How was, uh, you know, I hope you had a good holiday. Uh, I know that oh, it wasn't great for for some for some of us, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that everyone listening had a, had a good holiday or hoping everyone listening had a good holiday, rather. I'm still shaking off the cobwebs, as you can clearly tell. <laughs> yeah, it's been like Which two is funny cuz I didn't do anything it. last night. You know what I watched <laughs> last night? I watched Our Universe narrated by Morgan Freeman. Oh, I've been watching that too. It's really good. Right? Except it's yeah. it's like kind of freaky. Like 
talking about the I age of it. black holes coming soon. It's like, well, not soon, in billions of years, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I lo- I love it, and I was I was watching it because I was like, oh, it's about space, and I really like space stuff. But it connects the space stuff to like our stuff. Yeah. You know. And I so I think that's really I I've been loving it. So. Oh my god, have you got to the episode about the elephants yet? No, 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 no. I think we've only gotten two episodes in. Oh my god. You, you text me when you get there. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But yeah. So yeah. That that was my that was my New Year's. Uh, you know you're uh, old yeah. when you're watching our universe narrated by Morgan Freeman <laughs> as the clock. And you look, you're like, oh, it's like 12.06. Whoops, I guess we missed New Year's. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, here we go. We're off for another year of the podcast. And uh, before we get started on today's show, which is, uh, you know, just us ripping off some of the great daily debate questions that our Zelda Dungeon staff writers have written, um, I wanted to touch on a few subjects and first of them was I wanted to just circle back to last week's episode where we did uh, the year-by-year grading and ranking of every year, basically, in the Zelda series. I have to say, that might have been my favorite episode of the podcast that we've, we we might have ever done. I really liked really? that episode. It was I okay. thought it was very fun. Yeah. Nice. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I have... Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good discussion and we, like... It was it was cool how in depth we got to go and yeah. I mean the fact that there's like 36 years of history with this series yeah. is insane. So I really enjoyed the episode too. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it was definitely like a good one and it was a long one. It was it was long. It was a marathon. It's definitely our longest, I think. I think yeah, I, I think it might have been up there. It, it's at least top five of my favorite episodes, and we got a lot of really really great feedback for it. In particular, I had. So many people, I had people DM me on Twitter, I had people respond on Twitter, message on uh, Discord, just be like, you guys did 2011 Dirty. And you know, because we gave it a C, which is the year of Skyward Sword, Four Swords Anniversary, and Ocarina of Time 3D. You know what, maybe we did, but I feel like our reasoning was was pretty sound in that moment, you know? Yeah, I feel like because 2010 was such a flop, like so bad, like obviously that was our worst year that we chose the redemption needed to be amazing in order for it to be like up there. Yeah. I think there were, I think it was just okay. Like they just had an okay year. Yeah. I think that our part of our grading of 2011 being so low was that 2010 was so bad. So mm-hmm. it bled over a little bit, but you know, a yeah. lot of people were, uh, were coming to the defense of 2011. So I am glad to see that some people, because I feel like if you're sticking up for 2011, you're you're kind of sticking up for Skyward Sword a little bit too, which made yeah, me which made me true. happy. Mm-hmm. That's so, kind yeah. of true. Um, all right, so uh, there is a. It wouldn't be a new year without a couple of rumors that probably aren't true. <laughs> but which, by the way, before we even get there, did you see yesterday the end of the year? What should rear its ugly frothing head? But the Metroid Prime HD rumors yet again it just I didn't come out see of nowhere. Any of that. <laughs> oh god, that's not my t- my Twitter algorithm. So <laughs> they're back. They're back. It, even Rod had uh, Rod Lloyd, the managing editor at Zelda Dungeon. He had uh, a tweet scheduled that that had like all the headlines of like this game supposedly being announced soon, and it was scheduled for like weeks. And it just looked like he was reacting to the latest batch of rumors that came out because the latest batch of rumors came out saying like, "Hey, Metroid Prime HD." But oh my gosh! You know that if that is rearing its ugly head, that Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD can't be too far behind. Yeah. But 
There was a new Zelda rumor that surfaced. A new contender that we haven't seen before. A new breed of Zelda rumor. And that is the Tears of the Kingdom special Nintendo Switch OLED edition. Mm-hmm. Which looked pretty fake. I mean, when you look at it at first, you're kind of like, oh, this is this seems legit. Because they had pictures of like the yeah. the box. And it was clearly a person like holding something and they were playing Pokemon on their original uh, Switch. So it kind of looked like it could be real. But then once you really started looking at it, you were just like, why would they make this design choice? They had that Triforce from the 3D, the like old school 3DS, which was like an instant eye catcher for me. I was surprised that a lot of people were like, oh, good find. And I was like, that was instant. Then why would why would they have a Triforce? on something for uh, Tears of the Kingdom when we haven't, we've barely seen the Triforce in Breath of the Wild series, like, at all, yeah. you know? Why would that be the focus? Plus, I I thought the uh, the Joy-Cons looked pretty good as far as they looked kind of Tears of the Kingdom-ish. Yeah. But then you, but then people even started looking closer and pointing out uh, obvious Photoshop flaws and, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think it would have, like caught somebody's attention and been like oh my god it does look real and then of course the internet is going to rip it apart so <laughs> yeah which uh which is too bad because i did think that like the mock-up looked pretty cool actually but i i would say this so i, I think it's clearly fake however mm-hmm. i wouldn't like i wouldn't say that it's impossible or even unlikely that right. a special edition is released like down the, right. down the road so if you're if you were dismayed at the, uh, you know, the rumors kind of being proven false, uh, try not to be too dismayed because I think there's probably a decent chance that something like this could happen down the yep. road, right? Like, why not? I 100% think so. Like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, clearly fake, but there probably will be one. Yeah. I just want, I was wondering when I saw that, I was just like, what is the life expectancy of the Switch, though? Because it's already... I've had mine for since launch, so six years, yeah. right? Six? Yeah, six So I've years. had it for six years now. It's clearly... I feel like it's clearly going to keep going until... Like, it's working just fine. So I'm kind of wondering how much longer we have of the Switch before the next Nintendo console. So right. part of me is like, do I buy one because I really want one and it'll last me another five years? Or do I just not because i don't know how much longer the switch is going to last you know what i mean so we did um last week we did an episode on omega metroid podcast about realistic like what we're hoping to see out of the series in 2023 and we did like some realistic expectations and i put it like at a decently decently high percent like not over 50 percent but like a decently high percent that Nintendo unveils like a new successor to the Switch at some point this year. Okay. I, I could see that. Like I could see them just saying like we're, you know, releasing like uh, not that it releases in 2023, but like they just have mm-hmm. a the announcement of like it's the Switch 2 or like it's a Switch Pro or it's a, whatever it's going to be, right? Like I think that it's probably just going to be a more powerful version of the Switch would be my mm-hmm. guess, which is disappointing to some people, but I think it just makes too much sense not to do. Um, so I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that this year. So I myself wouldn't be jumping to go get a limited edition OLED because I, I think like, I mean, we're six years in, like the, the successor can't be far, right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh, do I like, I really would want one, but like, I don't feel like it's very, I don't know, a good idea to buy one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a good word. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, we'll see. But that special edition did look pretty cool. So hopefully there's a like real special edition coming out because. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would think that the the front the pa- the main pattern on the ba- or wherever would be like the Ouroboros that we've been yeah. talking about and seeing, and it wouldn't be that Triforce thing. I would agree. I could see that Ouroboros on like the dock. Like I think that would look kind yeah. of sharp. Yeah, that would um, cool. that would be cool. Or like around the on the Joy Cons, like where the Joy Stick is, it could be around. That would look kind of mm, cool too. That would be cool. Uh, so yeah, okay. Well, we are here to uh, to kick off the new year in a light and breezy and easy way by answering some of the daily debate questions posed by our Zelda Dungeon writing staff. So uh, without further ado, Al, should we just get going? Yeah, let's do it. First question comes from John. Where would you spend New Year's Eve in Hyrule? There you go. Um, uh, I was going to say Clock Town, but that's not in Hyrule, is it? No. Oh, no, it's in Termina. Yeah, that's oh. right. I, I bet mean... you uh, Zora's Domain Breath of the Wild would be a pretty cool spot. Oh, yeah? I think so. Is... You could get the... Well, hold on, because you could get the fireworks and then the reflection of the fireworks on the water, and it looks like this big, like, light playground cool and it's just a very cool looking structure i think as well probably my favorite zora's domain yeah oh yeah definitely i for some reason kakariko village popped to mind from ocarina of time i just i like the kind of homey feel of it and i think like everybody would have like meet up at the tavern and have a good time but also i don't know i like this year i've been talking about it a little bit where people are like Ooh, what are your plans? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna are you gonna go out and i'm like no i'm gonna stay home and yeah. see if i can even make it to midnight yeah. So I don't know. I'd probably stay home in Hyrule too. <laughs> just be in your bed in Hateno Village. In my, just... Yeah, my Hateno house. Yeah. I like. I I realized. I mean, I knew I was old before, but I I was even older last night because I got we got home late, uh, like eleven o'clock, and um, my neighbors were like having a party and their kids were outside playing basketball at like eleven, and I was so grumpy because I was just <laughs> like, put that away. Don't you know what time it is? Yeah, those New Year's Eve. So uh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be a good spot is Terrytown, and the fireworks would be set off on that, uh, like that piece of land over where the you fight the two guardians. They would set the fireworks off there. That would be cool. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, okay, I have, this is a great question with maybe an obvious answer, but uh, this is from Rod. What new games scratched your Zelda itch in 2022? So I think that the obvious answer is Tunic. Yeah, that yeah. that was, yep. Yeah. First thing that popped to mind. I can't think of any, well, I guess we played um, the sequel to, what the heck did we play? Uh, Blossom Tales. Thank you. Yeah, Blossom um, Tales. That one was okay, but I think Tunic was definitely the best. Tunic was definitely the one that, that scratched the itch. Blossom Tales went down easy. It was nice. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I played uh, Death Store this year which came out last year but i just didn't get around to playing it this year or until this year being last year oh my god what's happening uh (laughs) yeah so i played death's door in 2022 even though it came out in 2021 so uh (laughs) that was a really fun zelda like if anyone's looking for uh it's just like a nice like 20 hour adventure uh 20 hours you get like 100 percent or maybe even less um Fun combat, fun kind of gimmick. Uh, that that did a good job of, of holding me over. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people might say Elden Ring, which I'm very excited to play because I purchased it the other day. So uh, I guess I guess that'll hold me over for Zelda until Tears of the Kingdom comes out. But uh, 
yeah, that's, uh, you know, between Tunic, Blossom Tales, Death's Door, it was a pretty good year for Zelda-likes, but, uh, mm. you know, the, the absence of Zelda was definitely felt. Yes. Which is too bad. Um, okay, let's keep it moving here. And uh, this is a great question, one that we have talked about on the show before, and one that I don't think we have an answer for yet, but this is from Leslie. How should Tears of the Kingdom differentiate itself from Breath of the Wild? Uh, well... Definitely not do the memory thing again. I ha- like, I'm having this sinking feeling that a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be kind of the same where you have to go, I don't know, in the same way, go find pieces of story. But I feel like that's special to the Breath of the Wild and it should stay that way. Don't, don't continue it. <laughs> yeah, which I think they're going to. Like, I, I know, um, like, I don't know. I'm a little bit torn because, like, I, I think that, like, for an open world game, like, the memories is kind of a good idea because it encourages you to explore. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think that what Tears of the Kingdom has to do is find something to differentiate itself. Like, it's, and which sounds obvious, of course, but, like, it's just that we've seen, like, so little of it. Um, I, I don't know. Like, maybe it's the story that differentiates itself. If it has a killer story, is that enough to set it apart? Like, I'm not sure. Um, obviously Majora's Mask had the transformations and the, the three day cycle. And that really helped kind of give it its own identity and and nothing we've seen from Tears of the Kingdom would suggest that it has anything like that, but we haven't seen anything from Tears of the Kingdom. So maybe it's a story. Maybe there is still some kind of gameplay hook that we don't know about. Like, I don't know, switching between Link and Zelda or like at this point, I don't even know if going back in time would, would be all that much of a differentiating factor. I, I don't know. Like, I just... Uh... For Breath... Well, like, maybe from Breath of the Wild, but not from the series, because we've done it quite a few times in the in the series. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I know a lot of people have been wanting the game to be darker, like, to be the Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time. Um, and I have been seeing lately, actually, people talking about, because uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom received its rating... And people were like, oh, its rating is not that high, so it's not going to be that dark. And I'm like, well, Majora's Mask did just fine with its the, with its rating. So I, yeah. I confuse why people think that. But, like, yeah, maybe if it's a little bit darker, like, in tone, um, has some, like, deeper, I don't know, deeper stuff going on, that would be cool. But I don't know. I guess, I guess the biggest thing about Breath of the Wild was exploration of the world. So if that's not the focus, then it should differentiate enough, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think I'm at the point where I don't know if, like, a, a killer story is enough to differentiate itself from Breath of the Wild. Like, I I don't know. Like, uh, I mean, there's some Age obvious of answers. had a lot of story. Had a lot of story. It did. But it was still very similar. Yeah, it did. I mean, like, like there's a lot of little things. Like, little answers that would be obvious. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can put in traditional dungeons, yes. You can make a different weapon system, yes. You can, you know, you can do all... You could get rid of shrines, stuff like that. But I think that the key thing is, like, you've got what looks to be the exact same overworld with very little differences, and you've got the same gameplay. How is this going to be different? And I'm sure it is. It's just, like... I think we but were we at the know. point, like, months ago that we needed to know. Because, like, we're we're five months away and it's still just... We're asking the question of, like, how is this game any different from Breath of the Wild? And I feel like that's not good. This is the biggest game that Nintendo has for the foreseeable future. Like, yeah, these kinds of questions, I feel like, are not... They're not good to be asking yeah. five months away from release. 
I will so. be. I will be. Uh, I feel like my optimism for this game is returning, though, because we are seeing teeny tiny bits of information, like the the rating and the possible uh. the possibility of online stuff. I feel like that's the trickle, you know, that we start. We usually start to see with a new game. Yeah, but like, listen, the online stuff that we saw was is that this game is going to support cloud saves. Every Nintendo game supports cloud saves. The, I'm just saying. The rating is like. Uh, so I, I, I understand I know, what you're saying. Yeah, it's the beginning. It's so I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. We're finally we're finally getting some like a little bit of traction. You know, it's like you're stuck on the ice and then you're finally starting to move just a tiny bit. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess. Let me put it this way. I'm not 100% convinced that this game doesn't even get delayed again. I could see that. Andy, don't put that in the universe. I'm knocking on all the I'm just, wood around me. I'm just saying I, I could see that happening. So. No, I don't see that happening at all. They better get moving then, which leads us right into our next question uh, brilliantly, which is uh, from from Shaquel. Will we get a Tears of the Kingdom Nintendo Direct? We better. I, I mean, so. it doesn't have to be specifically all about Tears of the Kingdom, but the next Nintendo Direct, like, they have, it has to be, like, the blowout for this game, right? Like, you show the gimmick, give us the teaser for the story, give us gameplay. Like, I think... The fact that we haven't seen gameplay, like actual live gameplay, five months out is not good. So I would I would say that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in February because usually there is. That mm. Tears of the Kingdom has to be the dominant game in that uh, in that direct, and that they probably want to follow it up with a special like Treehouse style Nintendo Direct with gameplay afterwards, like a couple days later, like they did with Splatoon or with Smash or anything like that. Like they got to get the ball rolling here. I, I think it's actually pretty probable that they will have a whole direct for Tears of the Kingdom because this game is coming out before E3, so they're going to want to focus on it pretty heavily in some way. Obviously, they want to line up the rest of their, well, like, the up through the summer in the February direct, so I feel yeah. like they would want to spend a lot of time on Tears of the Kingdom, and 40 minutes for it and other games isn't enough. So I, I think it's highly probable that we'll get a direct yeah, solely enough. for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, okay, this is another one from Shaquille, and kind of, again, same question. As we approach release, why do you think we haven't heard much about Tears of the Kingdom? I have no idea. That's the million-dollar question, <laughs> the isn't market, it? The marketing team is struggling. That's the only... I just... I don't know. I know people tell us, like, it's the same amount of, it's the same amount of like, announcements and stuff as Breath of the Wild, and... It's not, though. It's, That's not true. It, Maybe it is, but like it's not the same amount of information at all by any means. Yeah, that, that, and that's not that's not even true. Like by this point in Breath of the Wild's lifespan, we had seen what the gimmick of the game was. We had seen a trailer. We'd seen the main theme. We'd seen like the like there was a lot of Breath of the Wild show. We seen gameplay um, extensively. Like it's not even close. It's not even similar. That's a bad faith argument. So that's the million dollar question. Why haven't they shown us that? Is it because they're trying to keep it a secret for some reason. Maybe. Maybe there's a big gameplay gimmick spoiler that happens. And that's why they're trying to keep it under wraps. I could see that. Um, maybe it's because it's not ready. Maybe it's because it's not ready and it's going to get bumped back. I and mean, that juju out into the universe I'm right sorry. Now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that we have to consider that possibility. That's a possibility. Um... Maybe it's because Nintendo is just being obtuse. That's also a realistic possibility. I don't know. Um, again, 
Like maybe they maybe they're so confident that they don't have to do anything to market or promote this game that it will just come out and sell 25 million copies. I don't know. Maybe they're right. I don't know. You know, but okay, so here's here's the thing. For us hardcore fans, you know, we we have all the information that we have, but I was talking to my brother Andy the other day. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, two days ago, something like that, and I was talking about Tears of the Kingdom and the the special switch and he's like, "What is what is that?" So casual fans have no idea that there's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. So right. That's pretty bad. Right. It's <laughs> like like it's not good. Yeah. And listen, I know we've got five months to go, but I do think that there's a difference between like five months for a game like uh, like Octopath Traveler 2 or the new Fire Emblem. And like there's a mm-hmm. difference between that and like Zelda or Mario yeah. Odyssey or Smash Bros. Like you just... I don't know. That's that is the million dollar question, is it not? Mm. So there. This is from Sid. He asks, uh, which take on dragons did you prefer, Skyward Swords or Breath of the Wilds? Breath of the Wild. I think so too, but they're very different. Like, yeah, they are. Like dragons Completely. and Skyward Sword were just people, basically that just happened to be dragons. Where like dragons in Breath of the Wild were these like mythical beings that roamed the land like i i love the dragons of breath of the wild like that they're they're incredible i wish we knew more about them because it's really odd how they are categorized in breath of the wild when you put them in the compendium i'm pretty sure they're enemies mm-hmm. they're in the enemy category and they, obviously they hurt you when you get close like they burn you or freeze you or whatever i just thought that was really interesting because they seem very like yeah. I don't know. They seem like they wouldn't be enemies, but I guess they are considered enemies. Or maybe they're just like a third-party individual that don't want to be bothered, you know? They they seem to me just like these these creatures, like these, I don't know, a force of nature almost that like uh, just is going to be there before the world starts, could be there after it ends. Like they're just, they're very ethereal, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I remember yeah. before Breath of the Wild came out, there was a screenshot that Nintendo released that uh, it showed Dinroll and Link running. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was just like, oh my God, like we have to fight this thing. And yeah. you know, like, obviously that didn't come to pass. But I, I, yeah, I think that there's just like something so majestic about those dragons in Breath of the Wild that just adds like such yeah. a, that's a like, mystery. that's, yeah, that's, I think like a good mystery to have in a game. Like that's the kind of open-ended mm-hmm. stuff that I'm okay just interpreting for myself. Yeah. Malice, not so much, but. Yeah, <laughs> let's like start the year off with that. <laughs> um. So yeah. Breath of the Wild had pretty cool dragons, but yeah. Skyward Swords dragons were uh, were nothing to they seize cool. at either. They were they were interesting. I thought it was also weird that Elden you like barely talked to him, like yeah, barely, barely. Um, but you you mess around with the other two quite a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's just a different presentation. They were characters, and they were they were almost like caricatures because they were so goofy and funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, okay. This is from Cora. What Zelda traditions would you be okay with dropping? Ooh. Um. Mm. That's a hard one. I really have to, like, I don't like being put on the spot for it. You know what I would be okay with dropping? Is getting a map and compass in a dungeon. I would be okay with that just being available immediately. Yeah. I mean, we... I... Okay, no, because we definitely had to do that with Breath of the Wild too. You had to go get a, you had to go get a map. That would be cool. I, I could agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ah, uh, this is hard. It's hard for me to think about that. I might have to get back to that one maybe at the end of the episode. Well, let's let's just go through it really quickly. Like, I feel like I love trading sequences, so that can stay. Mm-hmm. I like side quests. That can stay. Master like Sword is great. Yeah. Collectathons are okay to an extent, depending on what it is and depending on the rewards. But, like, as a general principle, that's fine. It can stay. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, obviously there's... It's so many things in Zelda that I love that I'd be okay just keep, keeping them all. So map and compass comes to mind. I would say that I guess if we're talking Breath of the Wild specifically, I would be okay with like the weapon durability system being gone. Um, I don't like the way that items have been going. I think that might be what I choose. The way that we've been, they've been like innovating the different way to get items, whether you're renting them now or you get them right at the beginning of the game and you can like update them to be more powerful or quicker, respond quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, even in Skyward Sword, yes, you got you got items in the dungeon still, but you could, uh, there were other items that you could just buy right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of like that the direction we've been going with innovating it, so that you're not just getting them in each dungeon. So I think I want to keep going in that direction, like stop putting them in dungeons. That's fair. I, I might say like I like getting items in dungeons, but I hate getting items that we've gotten in dungeons like for 36 years, like the mm-hmm. bombs, the bow, the yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Like just let me get them at at a shop or like somewhere outside of of the dungeon because uh, yeah. yeah it's a little that's a little bit tired i would say um okay so let's move on this is from heather do you want tears of the kingdom to have influences from skyward sword well i would suggest that it already does right like what do you mean? well i mean clearly you're in the sky like that's a big oh, part of yeah. the the game or like at least it looks like a big part of the game i don't know um mm-hmm. it looks like the only thing that differentiates itself from Breath of the Wild thus far. So, I mean, I would say that that's, like, clearly already an inspiration. You've got that little mechanical Loftwing gimmick that uh, that Link was riding on. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I would love to see it take inspiration from Skyward Sword in the way of a killer story. How about that's that? What I was, that's exactly what I was thinking, was it needs to have a really big narrative, because that's what Skyward Sword is does best, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's uh, let's keep on going here. Um, <laughs> this is a good one from Leslie. How often do you rock Zelda-themed clothing? Does this count as Zelda-themed clothing? Yeah. I'm wearing, an, I'm wearing an Allison uh, Talus Gym t-shirt right now. <laughs> I would say a lot less than I used to, to be honest. Um, that was something else that I was talking to my brother about. He said, you didn't play Zelda last year? I was like, not for the... Ma- I mean, I did for the marathon, but... He's like, you're not playing Zelda right now? I was like, no. And I, I realized that that is weird for me. So, And I'm wearing less Zelda merch, too. Mm-hmm. And damn it, Nintendo, you're, like, killing my fire here. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep that going here with another... Uh, I guess this is all we can talk about. Sean asks, how much more footage do you want to see of Tears of the Kingdom before it releases? At least some. I, mean, I wish we could... I, I wish somebody would, because uh, I'm not going to do it. Somebody go calculate how much footage of Breath of the Wild we got before we had it released. I would like that much, please. I, I It's not even comparable. Like, at E3 2016 alone, they showed, like, a, I don't know, like a two-minute, no, more than that. It was, like, a three-minute trailer or something like that, and then followed it up with, like, 
three hours of gameplay footage at Treehouse. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's not even in the same world right so now. So, here's my thing, like... I've been doing this thing lately, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, where I've been avoiding a lot of content so that I could go into things blind. And so if it was like, if I, if somebody did like a, a gameplay of it, you know, like the treehouse thing, I might check it out for a few minutes just so I could finally get the gist of what the, yeah. the what the gimmick of the game is, what it's going to look like, how it's going to feel. But then I might turn it off after that point because I wouldn't want, I want to go in it blind, but... At the same time, we're Zelda content creators, so I feel like for us, we definitely want to see a lot more so we can talk about it and get people amped up for it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, but like, I think just as fans, like, I I think, like, if I were to tell you that, uh, what's what's a good example here? I don't know. Let's just say that I was like, hey, Al, the new Doctor Strange movie is coming out soon. And you were Mm -hmm. like... Okay, I'm I, I like Doctor Strange. I like Marvel. Like I'll probably go see it. Mm-hmm. That's one reaction. But if I were to show you, like, hey Al, look at this trailer for Doctor Strange, the whatever the movie's called, and like, mm-hmm. um, I showed it to you, and it was like a tight two and a half minute trailer with like awesome. It, it got you pumped. It got your blood flowing. You'd be like, I can't wait to see that. That's mm-hmm. the difference between what is happening right now with Tears of the Kingdom. So like, I think I think we need to see like at least a good trailer and and like i do think it's important to show some footage that shows like what the gimmick of the game is or like what again we keep on coming back to this but like what sets itself apart from breath of the wild because it just Mm -hmm. looks like more breath of the wild yeah so it's not about the the amount of footage necessarily but like the quality of that footage and what's in it and what it conveys and what it what it tells yeah. your customer like yeah like we we have a zelda podcast so obviously more footage is great for us but like just as like a fan in general it's like i want to be excited for this game i have nothing to be excited for i don't because i don't know anything about it other than it's coming mm-hmm. out like i just feel confused mm-hmm. so uh, uh another thing i was actually bringing up the other day is kind of a joke but i was like what might revitalize uh, the fandom again is remember when it fir- the trailer first came out and people started doing that trend, the hydrated Ganon trend. Yeah, we need that. We need that back. Yeah, that was that was like a really hype time, even though it was goofy and silly. It's great. But like it was it was amazing. And I so I was like, <laughs> I was talking to my brother about it and I was like, oh, yeah, they should they should show more footage of Ganon or like him being rehydrated. And yeah. then that will like reignite the fire. <laughs> Do you, Tears of the Kingdom. Do you remember Bowsette? Doesn't that feel like it was like centuries ago? Like, <laughs> Honestly, like I I barely I barely know anything about it. Like I know what it is, but like yes, I do remember that it was like a There is there is then Booette and then there, what was like what was the original one? I think it was was it it wasn't Toadette. It was uh I don't know, but like that that hat just transformed yeah. you into like an internet meme sensation, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, oh, God, that feels like just an eternity ago. Um, but you're right. Only... You're right. Hydrate <laughs> again and footage... be good. Yeah, no, that's the only footage we need. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Marvel and speaking of Zelda, have you ever seen those like fan-made trailers where they it's like they they take the Avengers trailer, like the audio, and then they like dub it over like the Smash Bros. cutscenes and stuff like that. So it's like it's like Samus plays like Black Widow, yeah. and like those those are so good. Those are great. Those are fun. I That's love what when we people need. make edits like that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, the best one I think it's, this is off topic completely, but it's like 
it's an X-Men Days of Future Past trailer, but it's got like the Lion King instead. And it's 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 fantastic. You should check it out. I love it. Um, alright. Let's keep rocking. This is also from Heather. Do you want Tears of the Kingdom to have DLC? Yes, and yeah. I guarantee you that it will. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. So open and shut right there. Um Sean is back with another one. Which classic enemies do you want added to Tears of the Kingdom? I'll let you go first. Uh, the Gibdos and Redeads. I think yeah. they would look amazing in the Breath of the Wild art. And especially if we're going to try and go for that creepy dark vibe, I think they would fit perfectly. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's throw in like likes as well. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm okay with them staying out. <laughs> no, we got to get them back. Um, <laughs> I would be down to see like Dodongos actually. Like, just, oh, yeah. like, I, I think that's a great enemy that, that didn't show up in Breath of the Wild for whatever reason. And maybe some more, I can't think of any, like, off the top of my head right now, but, like, some more aquatic enemies. Because I feel like they're really, there really wasn't a ton other than, like, Octoroks, right? Mm, no. No, there weren't. Um, for some reason, those guys from Majora's Mask just popped in my, my head. The guys with, the like, the double swords, and they, like, came at you, and they oh, were wearing those Oh, the, the Garros. Yeah, yeah. So I know they're like a one-off, but those would be kind of cool to return. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there again. I've thrown this idea out so many times, but I'm just I'm doing it again. I want the classic bosses from the original yeah. NES games to come back. Put them yep. in the overworld. Make it a side quest that you have to go vanquish them. You have to fight Alcumentus. You have to fight Thunderbird. You have to fight Gleok. Like you gotta you gotta get rid of these scoundrels. Like that would be so awesome, and it would be so cool. Other than just seeing like another like golden hinox or whatever like instead it's like aquamentus and it's like oh man this is awesome like i can't yeah. believe aquamentus is here that would be awesome i hope that it happens i'm sure it won't but man that'll be so can you imagine fighting a 3d thunderbird that'd be so wicked that would be pretty cool yeah i'm um, make it happen nintendo please please <laughs> if you can do that i will forgive you for not showing us any footage of this game for would the last really? four years <laughs> Uh, maybe not. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Here we go. This is a great question. This is from Mike. What is the Zelda series best ice dungeon? The best oh, ice dungeon. I would say the one from Spirit Tracks. Really? It's the only one I like. Because <laughs> I don't generally like snow or ice levels. But I really enjoy it. Especially because the mechanic is you use your boomerang to hit like an ice uh, torch. And then you mm. make little ice paths on the water in order to freeze it. And do puzzles and maneuver. And I think it's really cool. Okay. I had a few contenders, but that wasn't one of them. But yeah, I'm glad I that like you brought the, that up. I like that mechanic more than like ice arrows. I think that uh my immediate answer would probably be um snow peak ruins from twilight princess that's a fantastic dungeon it's got it's a great boss it's easy and fun to navigate i hate those, I hate those javelin ice guys though. oh man them. they're awful I can't stand them. but i i just i think it's such a great gimmick that you have to come back and keep getting the ingredients from yeddo and like going and find it like i just remember it felt like a very different type of dungeon because it was like a house rather than just like a giant structure or whatever so mm -hmm. that would be one i think that um closely following it would be the temple of droplets from minish cap uh which is it, another very different dungeon because you get the boss key like immediately and you get to the boss but he's frozen so you have to go and then get the item and it's like it's a hard dungeon and you have to traverse and go around and there's a lot of like those ice block puzzles which i like mm 
Hey, you know, I guess we should mention the Ice Cavern from Ocarina of Time as well. It's classic. Yeah. Um, or uh, Majora's Mask Dungeon. Wow, I'm just, you guys all know I struggle with names, but I'm really struggling today. Snowhead Dungeon. I know, I'm Thank struggling you. too. Uh, you know, Snowhead. Snowhead's not one of my favorites, actually. It's not. It's okay though. Like, it's one of the ones I like more in Majora's Mask in general. But um, overall, I just really don't care for ice mechanics. Mm. I mean, Phantom Hourglass's ice dungeon sucks. I hate it. But they redeem themselves in Spirit Tracks. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even remember the ice dungeon from Phantom Hourglass to be honest with you. It's awful. But you know what? Actually, I, re I retract what I said a little bit about Snowhead just going back because it does have one of the best boss battles in the series. That's a Goat. great boss battle. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun. I, I, it's yeah, very it's fun, awesome. but it's very... But it's like you you really only do one thing, even though I love it. Like, Oh, come so on. It's, it's not, so it's much fun. Ah, uh, party pooper. Sorry. All right. <laughs> um, let's skip that question. Let's skip that question too. All right. Here we go. Are you ready for this? This is from Heather. What is your greatest fear about Tears of the Kingdom? Um, I, oh boy. My greatest fear, I, I would say I have two, is that after all this time, the map really is just Breath of the Wild's map um, with some sky pieces. Yeah. And also that it is a continuation of the story from Age of Calamity. Okay. Well, my biggest fear is basically the same as yours. I think if this game is just Breath of the Wild with, like, Sky stuff and a tweaked story, that's going to be pretty disappointing. Maybe the story is so good that... I, I mean, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, every Zelda game has been awesome for the most part. So I, I'm with you. I don't think that's the case. But it's not like they're inspiring confidence with their right. strategies right now. So let's just right. leave it at that. Yeah. I wouldn't be like so... I wouldn't be so upset if it continued the story of Age of Calamity. Because mm -hmm. I think you could salvage that. I do. Mm -mm. I don't. I don't. Because the way they marketed it was so false. Um, well, that's true. From what it was. And then and then they basically did the feel-good time, time travel mechanic where you save the... You save the old guardian or the old uh, champions, and it's just like, bleh. Like, yeah, yeah, but but that stuff that's already done, it can't be changed. What you could do in, Bre in Tears of the Kingdom, and this this is obviously never going to happen. I, I'm sure this is not going to happen. But like, you could let's say that you are traveling back in time to the, the age of the hero from ten thousand years prior. Maybe you're going like a whole like multiverse of madness path, and like you go to the age of calamity verse, and like you recruit though all those champions to fight by your side would it be cheesy yeah would it be sounds like hyrule warriors to be honest that's basically what you do is <laughs> you yeah. not you don't go back in time but you go to the alternate universes to recruit all the characters from the alternate universes to fight sia and ganon so listen i'm just saying it, it, of all the possibilities <laughs> it's not like the absolute worst one is it a great it. one well not really but I think that they, I don't know, I, I think that wouldn't be my biggest fear. My biggest fear is, like, the gameplay and the and the game itself just is not is not what we hope that it's going to be and that it is uh, just, like, I don't know, doesn't live up to Breath of the Wild because it tries to be Breath of the Wild. Like, I don't know, I, I just, I kind of got this, like, 
sinking feeling in my gut about this game right now. Like, I don't think it's going to sell well. I don't think it... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just... I need to see Run, more. Nintendo. They need to bring back uh, Hydrate again and so That's Eddie right. can get hyped again. I know. <laughs> we need something. Something. Hydrate that man. Come on. All right. This is from Shaquille. Besides Tears of the Kingdom, what are your hopes for Zelda in 2023? Well, I hope the game doesn't get delayed again. I really hope that. <laughs> You're so um, bad about universe and juju stuff right now. I, I, I mean, it could happen. Listen, I would say that I think that this year is going to be the year of, of Tears of the Kingdom. I don't mm -hmm. think that there's going to be any more ports. I don't think there's going to be any more nothing. The only other thing that I could say that I hope happens this year with a realistic possibility is that we finally get Game Boy games to the Switch and that we can play Seasons, we can play Ages, we can play Minish Cap on our Switch. I think that's realistic for this year. I think that's realistic too, because they need to revamp the the NSO just a little bit. I And I feel like next year would, or next year, Jesus, this year would be, be the year to do it. <laughs> um, but I, I agree. I think this is the year of Tears of the Kingdom. I think that Tears of the Kingdom is going to come out in May, just like they said. And then we're going to see, at least if they do multiple waves of DLC, it's going to be in the holiday season. That's my hope for Zelda this year. We'll see. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't really have a lot. You know, here's my hope. And it, it, I know that the question was besides Tears of the Kingdom, but I hope that Tears of the Kingdom is awesome. I really, like, I really do. I really hope it's awesome. I hope that it delivers something soon, like maybe even in February in the direct, that's just like, this is what you've been waiting for. This is what Tears of the Kingdom is all I about. If it's hydrated Ganon, if it's uh, Zeldette showing up, I don't know. But like Linkette, maybe something Linkle. like they they need to be like this. This is Tears of the Kingdom. This is why this game is gonna be awesome. This is why you should be excited, and this is why you're gonna buy a Nintendo Switch to play this game. Like that. That's what's missing. That that was delivered with Breath of the Wild in 2016 at that press conference. They were just like. This is our game. This is why you're going to support the NX. This is why it's the, like we're confident with it being the only game we're showing at E3. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that hasn't uh, that hasn't happened. I would also say, I hope that there are more awesome Zelda-like games released this year. Yeah, I can so I can be down for that. Yeah, don't know what I mean. I feel like they kind of come out of nowhere a lot of the times. Like we knew about mm -hmm. Tunic for a long time before it actually came out, but like. Yeah, I hope that, uh, I hope that, you know, I hope that this year is just, please let it be good. Please let Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom come out when it's supposed to. All right, let's move on. This is another one from Shaquille. Shaquille should get, like, the credit for writing the show today. Could there be a Zelda movie if the Super Mario Bros. movie is a success? Yeah. Well, I think so. Shaquille, we did a whole episode on this, luckily for you, uh, mm. only maybe a month or so ago, um, where you can go and check out our reactions to that, who we would cast as, uh, as Zelda characters to voice Zelda characters and, and all that stuff, what the, what the show might be about, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I, I think that there's like, if the Mario movie is a success, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't like they should. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe that can be the big thing for Zelda in 2023. They announced a Zelda movie. That could be cool. That would never be know. cool. Okay, um, this is Mike. You just asked the same question. His next question is, "What's your favorite wintry area in the Zelda series?" Is is that different enough from the ice dungeons that we should answer um, it? Um, 
I don't know about Wintry that. Wintry area? No. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, okay, here we go. This is from Michaela. Would you want to see the Sheikah clan confront the Yika clan in Tears of the Kingdom? Sure. Why not? Um, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, there's like... Clearly, there's an uh, interesting history there, but I I don't know if I I don't really know if I need to see the Yiga clan at all, to be honest. <laughs> I you know I was about to say like my initial my initial thought is like, sure why not, but yes. who's left in the Yiga clan, right? Like just the, just the foot soldiers at this point because yeah, yeah you you killed Koga or kill, well Koga you know he, Koga, he doomed himself. Koga sucks. <laughs> so does Suga by him. the way. He's a good. Well, Suga's cool. I like Suga. Um. I, uh, anyways, so, like, yeah, that's over, but, like, I know there's some foot soldiers left that still believe in the cause, obviously, but, like, I just don't feel like they need to, like, they don't have a purpose to return, at least for me, you know? Yeah, I think that's fair. Especially since you, you, you did the thing that they were hoping you wouldn't do, which was defeat Clement again and, and prevented him from doing what he needed to do. But, but did you defeat Clement again, though? Like, really? I'm not sure. Um, no, you know, I, I would be okay. Still there. Yes, it is. And nobody knows why. <laughs> I would be okay with uh, the Yiga clan coming back as, like, enemies. They don't need to be a focal point of the game, I don't think. Unless, like, yeah. maybe one of their new characters that their Tears of the Kingdom is introducing is, like, a, a, like a, a guy that's rising up from the ranks of the Yiga clan to, like, reunite them and make him... And here's know. the thing. If you're gonna do that... <laughs> Give them an actual story because the crap they pulled with Aster <laughs> was, oh, it was horrible. Awful. <laughs> the the whole Yiga clan in Age of Calamity was just I don't I don't know what kind of vibe they were going for, but it didn't work for me because like they turned Koga into like kind of a good guy and then Suga into I don't even know what he was supposed to be. So yeah, you know what? Maybe we don't need the Yiga clan at all. I I mean <laughs> I think that. You know, the, the evidence would suggest that uh, the Zonai tribe is going to be a thing, mm -hmm. at least in some kind of way in this game. So, really, like, maybe you can just replace the Yiga tribe with them. And you know what? While I'm while I'm kind of ranting and raving, who's left in the Sheikah clan either, like, other than Impa and Paya? Or Paya, whatever her name is. Or, she or Sheikah. In Kakariko, they're all Sheikah. Are they all Sheikah? Okay. I mean, they all dress like they are, so I think so. Well, do I do I need to see those guys in battle though? I guess is my question. I, mean, I don't know if I do. No, probably not. You know what? If it happens, that would be fine. And anything can happen and be awesome if done properly, right? Like you could have the the Jaeger clan rise back up. You could have the the Sheikah clan mobilize to go fight them. It, any any of that would be fine if it made sense and was awesome in the context of the story. It's just that we don't know what the story is going to be. Um, all right, a few more, and then we're going to get out of here. This is from Heather. This is a great question, one that you are qualified to answer, and I am not, because I have not played Pokemon yet. But oh. how would you handle a new Zelda game with glitches and poor performance? So we all know that Violet and Scarlet was a little bit of a dumpster fire coming mm -hmm. out. A lot of glitches, a lot of issues. I, I'll, I'll give my quick answer and then turn over to you. I just don't think they would ever release a Zelda game like that. I really don't. Like, I, the quality control is so tight around the Zelda series that I just can't... I think that they would delay the game again before they would release it 
with a bunch mm-hmm. of glitches. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I think that might have been why they did delay it, because maybe they were having per- uh, performance issues. You know, maybe they did think they were, like, story-wise were ready to come out in 2022, but, uh, you know, it turns out they were playing the game, quality checking it, and the quality wasn't up to their mm-hmm. their standard. But um, here's the thing. I understand... I'm not blind to what, you know, the Pokemon company does and what Game Freak does. They push out a game every three years and they they do what they can to revamp it but it and try to they're trying I could see they're trying new ideas and stuff, but the quality is unacceptable in twenty twenty two in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I uh like I said, I do like I do have a lot of games that I really like that are broken, and I did enjoy Scarlet and Violet. It definitely wasn't my favorite Pokemon game because of a lot of those functionalities were broken. Um, but like you're in 2022, and you are probably the high, one of the highest grossing companies making games and content for Pokemon. It's pretty unacceptable to have as as bad quality as they did for Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Nintendo would do that with Zelda, especially because it's been so many years not just three years i agree i i i just think like can you think of a zelda game that came out with like a whole bunch of issues like yes sometimes breath of the wild has some frame rate issues what game yeah, doesn't sometimes you yeah. know like what game doesn't so i but i just it still like holds that, up better than Scarlet and yeah <laughs> and uh, so that i just i just think that they wouldn't do it i just i can't see that happening Mm-hmm. And I do want to say, too, I haven't played Scarlet and Violet, but I did play Arceus, which, which kind of had a bunch of the similar issues as well. At the, but, you know, at the end of the day, those are, like, really, really fun games. Like They you are. Know. And my brother actually picked up Arceus because he hasn't played it yet. And right after I stopped playing Violet and Scarlet and Scarlet and Violet, whatever. Um, and it actually runs and looks better than Scarlet and Violet. So take there it that way you will. Yeah, okay. Um... All right, this is finally a question that's not about Tears of the Kingdom. It's actually about Twilight Princess, so here we go. Wait. This is... What? Oh, I thought you said wait. You said sweet. No, I said sweet. <laughs> oh, I was going to be like, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> well, this is awkward now. All right, let's keep going. Um, this is from Alex, who I saw yesterday. I got to have lunch with Alex. She's visiting Calgary. It was very nice. That's so fun. I took her I took her to uh, to Tim Hortons, actually. Uh, we went out with um, Sam and I went took in took her in our Grovile out for, for lunch. Then we went to Tim Hortons, we got her, her first double double. And it it was a proud moment for me too, Al, because I gave her I bought her a, a medium double double and a medium French vanilla, and I was like, I'm pretty sure you'll like French vanilla. Don't know if you like Double Double, but, you know, just just try it. So she took a sip of the French vanilla and was like, oh, that's really sweet. Took a sip of the Double Double and was like, this is great. A little Canadian tear just started coming down my (laughs) eye. Love it. Anyways. uh, All right. So this is from Alex. Should Dark Link have been a mini boss in Twilight Princess? Yes. That would have been great, actually. If there was ever a game that Dark Link should have been a mini boss in, it's the game that's trying to be all dark and mysterious and whatever. Yeah, and they showed him in that one cutscene, like that he was turning into the interlopers, is what they called him. But it looked horrible like horrible cutscene. So. Horrible. <laughs> I'm just saying that it was possible. That would have been cool. That would have been a cool mm-hmm. battle to have in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. Where would you have put it though? Maybe Arbiter's I mean, Ground seems appropriate. Yeah, somewhere. but that was like that cutscene came at a very like moment that be- that Minna and Link both became very vulnerable to Zant's power. I think yeah. that would have been a very good moment for 
So they were telling the story with that with that cutscene, but then Zant comes and you know rocks their rocks their crap and almost kills that spirit. I'm pretty sure. I think that would have been a moment to no, make no, no. Him this, fight himself. This happens in Lakebed because you're you're yeah. hearing the story in Lakebed. So I don't think that right. you see. I don't think that you see Zant there. Well, you see him in the like the flashback. I guess he could have had like a dreamscape no, kind of battle if he wanted. He he um he figures out what you're doing with the the three pieces or whatever and he attacks Minna and he sinks that thing in the Link's head. That's Is that the same cutscene? I don't think I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's the same cutscene. I think you're just hearing the story of like the interloppers and you see Zant in the cutscene. I don't if there's any Twilight Princess experts out there, let us know because let me tell you something. I skip that cutscene every time I play that game. Yeah. Without fail. It's in the same general area of the game, I guess. Yeah. Pretty sure. I think Zant, so. Zant attacks that spirit dragon thing and it falls in the water and you wonder if it's dead but that's uh, the same the spirit dragon thing that was giving you the interloper right. so i don't know let's let's move on this <laughs> is from sid which zelda game has the best swimming mechanic um majora's mask but not the 3d version the 64 version i was gonna say majora's mask but both versions i i, I feel like there's no difference between the maybe i'm just like i haven't played the original version in forever so I just remember that I prefer the 64 version because you don't have to do anything like the the that power thing that comes around you. I don't think it's like it doesn't do anything in your map. I can't remember, but also you can like do this little dolphin thing in the water and I don't remember do, being able to do that very well in the 3D version. I just know it's better in the 64 version. Is that perhaps a uh, user error in the 3DS version? Could be, but uh, it's because they changed the buttons. Oh, okay. Well... Silly question, Andy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Majora's Mask. I can't even think of another game that really has like a like a swimming mechanic necessarily. Like you kind of just float in sword. the water. I would sort does because you use. The oh Wii yeah, okay, you're guide. right. But it's very, it's very not good. <laughs> I don't mind it. It is, it is a little bit touch and go sometimes, especially. Copy. Like I think that swimming in Skyward Sword is fine. It's just like. You know, everyone talks about the tad tones, which I, I love actually that tad tone section, but I will, mm. I, it is hard to like catch them if they're, if they're moving and like the movement is, you have to be fast in order to mm -hmm. do it, or you have to time your spin really properly, which can be hard to do. So mm. it's, it's a little bit clunkier, but I would say Skyward Sword is pretty good as well. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's just do, let's just do a, a few more here and then we'll get out of here. Um, this is from Mike. How do you feel about voice acting in the Zelda series? I feel better about it than I did initially. I feel better about it now. Okay. I think you could still use a little work, but after we talked to um, Patricia, who voices Zelda, um, after she kind of told us how it works and what they do and that they're not really together acting off each other, they're more just reading lines, and then the lines are kind of spliced together later, I can understand why it feels so choppy in the game. So I think they could I think they could get better at it. Not the voice actors, but Nintendo with putting like editing the voice acting into the game. Right. Um or maybe having it more so that the actors are acting off each other. Um but I feel better about it now than I initially did. Yeah. I, I think I've always felt pretty good about voice acting in Zelda. I, I think that it like, I, I just, I think that it adds to the game. And like, so I just, I put in like 110 hours into Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And, you know, they didn't go out and get big name voice actors. They didn't, they, you know, like, 
it wasn't it, it was a fairly like low production but like the voice acting i thought was really great and like really does add to the, the characters and the personalities and like the world and stuff like that when you can hear people talking and you're not just reading text so i i don't think that it needs to be like all voice acted like there's times in every game where there's voice acting and it's just like regular text i think that's mm-hmm. fine but I, I do think that the way that they did voice acting in Breath of the Wild was, like, somewhat awkward. Because it was, like, just in those cutscenes and they were all mm-hmm. just kind of, like, their own little thing. And, and that's not a criticism of the voice acting. It's just, like, the direction mm-hmm. of Breath of the Wild in general. So I think it would be good. They just have to, like, integrate it They need more. to evolve and adapt a little bit to what, the, what voice acting and gaming is nowadays. Yeah, I think so. Okay, this is our last question. This is from Rod Lloyd, and this is a, a good one to end off on. Are Zelda fans overestimating how important the Zonai tribe will be in Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, we talked about this when the last teaser came out because we were on the fan. We were saying that they were overestimating, but mm-hmm. then that last teaser came out and it had a little bit more to do with the the imagery of the Zonai. So we were kind of like, oh, maybe. Right. Uh, Corey in particular showed some pretty compelling evidence, and I and I saw that and I was like. You know what, Corey? Okay, I, I'm with you. Like, I you you sold wow. me a little bit. First, uh, happy you know, new year. I I have <laughs> I have no problem admitting if not that I was wrong, just like saying like, <laughs> okay, like you might be right. So uh, yeah, I wasn't wrong. Just uh, he might have been right, but no, like he, he showed me the evidence, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like I I yeah, think I, can see it. I think at this point the Zonai tribe are definitely going to be involved in some sort of capacity. It's just, uh, it's just the question of like, how involved are they going to be? I think I would err on the side of like Zelda fans still might be disappointed that the Zonai tribe. I'm, I'm still not convinced that they're going to be like a big part mm-hmm. of the game. They could yeah. be, but I, I'm not like I'm not a hundred percent convinced. I mean, who knows about anything about this game? But I, I think I'll still err on the side of caution and say like maybe just temper your expectations if you're thinking that this game is going to be like a big, you know, it's, it's going to be like the big reveal on the Zonai and like, you know, we're fighting the Sith or something like that. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I would say cool it down for now, but it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible yes. that they're like the big bad guys of this game. Yeah. We'll see. Or maybe they're the good guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. A thing about these guys. We don't yeah. know anything about this game. Sorry, folks. They like dragons. They like dragons. They yeah. do. They have a dragon head. They have the, the Ouroboros. By the way, Ouroboros is a big part of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, so, yeah. All right. There it is. We're kicking off the new year by stealing others' work. So, thank you to all of our writers at Zelda Dungeon for the amazing daily debates and uh, giving us some fodder for this show. Um, yeah, we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be kicking it into high gear. We have a, a bunch of fun stuff planned. We're going to be talking about some title themes soon. We're going to be doing Guess That Zelda character. Uh, lots of fun stuff. And if you can believe it, in February, episode 250. 250. Yeah. It might not even be February. What episode is this now? I don't even know. What day is it? What year is it? Um, what exactly? It's the day of the new year. 250 episodes in. Uh, we're going to be five doing years. something special for the five-year anniversary of the Zelda cast, uh, formerly the Champions cast. So, yeah, uh, keep it locked in. We'll have some more details for you, and we're going to have a fun time up until the release of Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like we kind of poo-pooed all over Tears of the Kingdom a little bit, but, you know. Fine. Hey, 
It's fine. Um, all right. We are going to get out of here. We want to encourage you guys to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, review, recommend, all that fun stuff. And you can check us out over on Twitter as well. I'm at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. And we are at the TheZeldaCast. And, uh, yeah, you can give us a follow there for uh, for our unfiltered thoughts about Tears of the Kingdom. Um, that's it. That's all. We are going to get out of here. Hope everyone had a great new year. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Until then, everybody, take care.